Welcome to track number 12 of Preparation of the Gospel. Great. Now, foundations. How many foundations do you have? Number one is what? A mind to do what? To sacrifice. Number two is what? A mind for eternal things. Number three is what? Foundation of scripture. Now, when it comes to doing the will of God, um, you must have the perfect will of God. Alright? Now, to have the perfect will of God, there are several things that you need to. I just want to talk about the door to the perfect will of God. Alright? How to get into the perfect will of God. Do you want to know how to get into the perfect will of God? Okay. First of all, you need a solid background of scripture. Do you understand? Because every teaching that we teach, you get it? What I have learned is that everything that we teach, even though it's true, can be taken too far. And we tend to take things too far whenever we have them. You understand? So the message on sacrifice can be taken too far. And then it becomes an erroneous message. You understand? The message on eternity can be taken too far to the point where you are so heavenly minded, you are no earthly good. Write it down. I must not be too heavenly, so heavenly minded that I am no earthly good. The message on, um, on prosperity can be taken so far that you are so earthly minded that you are no heavenly good. Which is also another error. Another son. Are you there? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, it is very, very, very important that you have a scriptural basis for what you are doing. What do you think about that? Huh? Are you happy about what I'm saying? So the door to the perfect will, things that are not in the scripture are easy to knock out. You can immediately move into at least acceptable bad or acceptable good. You are going nearer the perfect. Amen. Amen. Number two, counsel. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Alright? You need a lot of counseling when it comes to the will of God, no matter what it is. The Bible says, With good advice, make war. Find out where it is. It's in the Bible, it's in Proverbs. With good advice, make war. 
when you are going forward into a battle like the battle of marriage do you understand or a battle like the battle of life and a battle like the battle of ministry you need good advice and you need good counsel so when you just go with a spiritual god has led me god spoke to me god ministered to my heart i saw a vision i saw a revelation without this good counsel or advice you are in error the bible says in the multitude of counselors there is safety amen Amen. so you need good advice on anything now even the highest kind of revelation needs counseling number three you need to have the voice of the holy spirit to your and i'm not giving you scriptures because i'm if we are to go into this now i have to teach you all about what is in the art of hearing so everybody should get a copy of art of hearing so make a note by art of hearing okay make a note there by art of hearing all right but i'm just giving you a quick overview on these things they are all in that book are you there are you there what did i say the voice of the holy spirit to your spirit listen there are three parts of you and the holy spirit can speak to any of these three what are the three parts of a man spirit the soul and the body what is the soul the mind the will the intellect the emotions etc all right so these three parts of the man the holy spirit can speak to so when the holy spirit speaks to your spirit what is it like it is what we call the inner witness or the peace of god do you understand about something and that is why you find in romans 8 for the bible says that the spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are the sons of god or the spirit tells our spirit that we are the son of god now when the spirit witnesses to your spirit that you are the son of god what is it like do you hear a voice how do you know you are the son of god a quiet assurance do you understand a quiet assurance and this is the commonest way which the holy spirit speaks to us he speaks most commonly to your spirit not to your mind and not to your body but commonly he speaks to your spirit do you understand and that's why i'm showing you this verse that the holy spirit witnesses it says the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit bear to bear witness like if you go to court you go i'm going to bear witness in court i'm going to say certain things in court okay so the holy spirit goes to say certain things with our spirit or to our spirit and what is he telling our spirit that they are the sons of god that's all and that is how come you know you are a child of god that's how you come you are so sure you are going to heaven because he has been telling your spirit for a long time that you are a child of god 
So it's not something you pray about. It's not something you say, I believe I'm going to heaven. Every day you get up, I confess I'm going to heaven. I confess I'm a child of God. The Holy Spirit is telling your spirit, you are a son of God. So you become very relaxed about it. You are very cool about it and so on. And when the Holy Spirit is telling your spirit, you are going to marry this man, you become very relaxed about it. And you, you begin to have the assurance. You begin to go, or you should go into the ministry. You are very relaxed about it. You are sure about it. Or that is the way you should go in your life. And he's bearing witness with your spirit or talking to your spirit about something like that. You become more and more relaxed and peaceful about it. Easy? Is it in the Bible? Is it a good message? Do you need this message too? Yeah. So when the spirit is talking to your spirit, that's how it is. There's no voice, there's nothing. Just a quiet assurance. Blessed assurance. You see, Jesus is mine. That is the assurance you have. That blessed assurance comes because the Holy Spirit is talking to your spirit. That's how you come, the blessed assurance. That's how you have that assurance. So now, blessed assurance, Ricky Z is mine. Do you see? You get what I'm saying? And that's where you can sing those songs when the Spirit has been bearing witness with your spirit. You understand? Now, when you don't have the Spirit bearing witness with your spirit or talking to your spirit, you become uneasy. You don't know why you are not happy about it. You don't know why you are not sure. There is something within that is still uncertain. You, you, it's like these factors are okay, these factors are okay, these factors are okay, but within there is some uncertainty. Not just uncertainty, but you, you, you are not happy and at peace. There is no blessed assurance at all. You understand? Then you don't go. When there's no assurance, don't go. I said when there's no assurance, don't go. And it is not easy to feel this blessed assurance. Because we eat, when you eat sometimes you feel, why is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is in your belly. Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living. He's here. Do you understand? Yeah. And when I received the anointing, I felt it in here. You know? So he's there. So because there are so many things in your stomach, intestines and other things. And so you cannot easily be sure what you are feeling sometimes. Sometimes you are not even sure what is going on in you. And that's why to know the will of God, one of the things to the door of the entering the perfect will of God is time. That's number three, very important. Time. Because as time goes by and you give it longer, don't rush. The longer you give the will of God, time for the will of God, the will of God itself will find a way of clearing itself up and and coming out clearly the peace becomes or it never comes so time so if anything we are not sure about it just postpone it (laughs) postpone it rather than going to sign and condemning yourself are you there so the holy spirit will speak to your spirit and that is what some people call the inner witness. Write it down, inner witness. The next one, the Holy Spirit can speak to your mind. Your mind. Speaking to your mind, 
what does it sound like when something goes to your mind how do you know you have a thought do you see you have a thought that occurs to you all right now the bible says that when the holy spirit is come he will bring to your remembrance or he will bring to your mind so you can see from the bible that the holy spirit does not only speak to your spirit but he also speaks to your remembrance which is your mind that's why the bible says the holy spirit will bring certain things to your mind or your remembrance of things he has told you do you understand so certain if you are a man of god or you are becoming a man of god or whatever you need to be in the perfect will of god and one of the ways is to be able to receive the voice of the holy spirit speaking to your mind and that will be certain thoughts that come to your mind now how do you know this thought is from your hunger or is from the holy spirit or is from the devil or is from whatever again is by experience sometimes when the holy spirit wants to tell me things he tells me to my mind some of the, sometimes you hear me i say the lord spoke to me sometimes it is either he spoke to my spirit or he spoke to my mind or he spoke to my body i will come to my body or he can speak to your physical body and you hear it with your tympanic membrane the tympanic membrane is in there in your inner ear yes are you there yeah. special knowledge it's a message are you receiving a message right now yeah so i remember one day i was somewhere and then the lord said to me this brother is a liar he told me this man is a liar how did he tell me he told it he came to my mother he's a liar so, you see you get used to when when it comes like that you know that it's unusual it's different and then the next thing that came was i will tell you five lies that he has told you wow. five lies and then suddenly like a chain one two he said this is a lie this is a lie this is a lie this is a lie and this is a lie he's a pastor as fast as it came it went i had to sit up and think very carefully to remember all the five and all of the five it was true that all of them were lies one day i was praying at home and in the middle of the night then the lord spoke to me i was praying so when i say he spoke to me either he spoke to my spirit or he spoke to my mind and all these are in the bible the spirit bears witness with your spirit that means he spoke to your spirit or the spirit bear witness or the, he brings to your remembrance that is telling you speaking to your mind he told me that the word he said was give a sure sound on the trumpet tomorrow you see i had these pastors one of them they were uh, one of them I, I knew that the guy was rebelling and the lord said tomorrow when you go make a clear instruction and see what will happen so i said okay i'll do that it was saturday night so when i came to church on sunday i called them i called him and i called somebody else just to mix it up so that it doesn't look so whatever so i said to this one you know you i've transferred you to who and you have transferred you to cape coast this one said oh i've been there before i've worked there before and so on 
And uh, this one was not so happy about it. I said, yeah, you have to go. So I said, are you ready to go? He said, okay, if you say I should go, I'll go. I'm not so happy about it, but I decided to go. The other one came. I said, are you ready to go? He said, oh, yeah, I've worked there before. I have this and that. But anyway, I have something to tell us. What is it? So I've decided to resign from your church. I said, ah, that's what I was looking for. I gave a clear command, go here. And then said, ah, I'm leaving the church. He said, that was what I did to extract him out. So after I finished everything, I called the guy who I was sending to that place. I said, oh, don't worry, I'm not sending you again. Just be there. It was something I was just doing. <laughs> so I was able to light my... You see, sometimes when you are lighting a fire, and you have little twigs and little twigs and little sticks, one of them is a snake. So when you light the fire, the snake will come out. Sometimes you have to light fire to see the snakes. It's a message. God himself does that. He said, Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God took thee these 40 years to know thee and to prove thee and to see whether thou wouldest obey the voice of the Lord your God or no. No or not or no. Deuteronomy 8.2 and you shall see how the Lord your God took you. And thou shalt say how the Lord your God took you this forth here. To know thee. To prove thee. To see what was in thy heart. Whether thou wouldest obey the voice of the Lord your God or no. What do you think? It's a message. It's a Christian message. So, I'm showing you the door. You see, the door to the perfect will has got several locks. Inner witness. Counseling. Word of God, you open one, 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 one like that before you get to the last one. Then when you got the last one, then you pull it and then you enter into the perfect will of God. That's why I'm sharing with you these keys. Each one has a key. When it's a special place, there are many keys. If you like, go and buy a safe. You see there's more than one lock. You lock here, then there's another lock. Then when you open, there's another lock and another lock and another lock. One place that you are opening about five locks, and apart from that, it's locked to the ground. So if you have one key, right, you can't open. In the bank, they have many things like that. Then the Holy Spirit can speak to your body. When I say he can speak to your body, or, or your, he can actually speak so that your physical body recognizes it audibly. And that is not common at all. And that sometimes you will hear a voice clearly as clear as anyone moving in town would hear do you understand and then you know immediately after that you must be open to dreams and visions but you see this is where we begin to move into dangerous territory because that one can jam the door that particular law can jam the door dreams and visions do you understand? Because the Bible says, in the multitude of dreams, there is vanity, uselessness. So it's not all your dreams you must talk about. Amen. But your dreams and your visions are important. But you must be careful because it's a dangerous area. The devil can easily give you a dream. Tomorrow, you are supposed to leave the church. Tomorrow. One day I was in the church, one of my pastors came to tell me, he said, I don't know if he was a pastor, but he was becoming a pastor. He came and said, the Lord has told me, I heard a voice, Kenneth Copeland. So now, the Lord has told me I should go and follow Kenneth Copeland. So what should I do? 
I said, brother, I cannot advise you on this. You understand? If the Lord has told, and you are here stable in the church, I've been training you, just about to release you to a pastor. Then a voice comes, bam, Kenneth Copeland. Go to Kenneth. And where will you see Kenneth Copeland? That is the question. Where will you see him? <laughs> are you there? Are you listening to what I'm sharing with you? So these um, dreams and visions also help to guide you into his will. Then, finally, we have prayer for directed paths. Prayer for directed paths involves praying to God so that your path will be directed and so that he will not direct you but he will speak to the roads amen proverbs 3 talks about that it says acknowledge the lord in all thy ways and he shall direct the paths amen when you acknowledge the lord in thy ways he directs not you but your path everybody say not you but your paths think about it it is not you but your paths and next time you travel to san francisco or any airport you have never been to before you will see this principle the an airport especially abroad is a very very complex and large organization because thousands of cars thousands of people hundreds of planes all coming and going and they have to manage to organize everything it's not like our airport in accra which is very simple when you come out you know that here is even if you don't know the way you can clearly see that this is the way you are going out of this place or this is the way to the plane but many airports abroad are very 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 extremely complicated and I remember one day going to Miami. And when I got to that airport, which I had never been to before, you just come out of the plane and there you are. And it's like you wonder, so where do I go? How do I get to where I am going? But all I had to do was to start walking. Because when you start walking, you'll find out that the owners of the airport have locked all the doors that they don't want you to go through and all the paths and corridors they don't want you to go through they have blocked so you can come only to one particular path then you keep walking when you come to another junction you see that they've closed here and they've closed here and this is the only way you can go so even without a sign you are left with only the path you are supposed to walk on the path that takes you to where you need to go the directed paths are you listening to me and that's why the bible says acknowledge the lord in all thy ways and he shall direct thy paths not you he will not speak to you at all because when you arrive at miami airport nobody will come and speak to you and say welcome mr francis you're welcome to miami i know you are going to whatever now all you have to do is to go straight turn right turn left three ter- three thrice have two left, one more right, you turn, Tennessee, right, left, right, three, four. You will even be confused. You will even be confused. 
And that's why God doesn't even bother to tell you a whole lot of things. You will be confused. You will not understand what is going on. You will even be scared. You say, I can't remember. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen to me. So he just he says, acknowledge him in all thy ways. Just like the aeroplane tells, they tell the airport, we are arriving Boeing 737 from wherever we are landing at gate 44. Then they prepare from gate 44 up to your place where you get your luggage. You just walk, 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 walk. Sometimes you can walk for 20 minutes. Sometimes when you check in, they will tell you, it takes you 25 minutes to walk to the gate. Yeah, it's that complicated. Very far. Amsterdam airport now, it can, when the plane lands, it can take about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes on the ground for the plane to come from the runway to the airport. Yeah, it's so far, even for a plane, moving in the plane. Hmm. You see, this last key is the best key. Actually, it's the biggest key that I would suggest to you. Use it because most of the time, the way life is, you are forced to decide things that you never even can pray about. Huh? How many realize you decided things you didn't even pray about? Yeah. And even when you prayed, you weren't sure. How many realize that you are, you are still not sure? And even when you feel you've really prayed, me before I married, I prayed for one year, and still, as I was going, I was not sure of what I was doing. Huh? Is it not stupendous? Amazing. So you know what? That is what the method that our Savior employed. Mostly, mostly, he was following directed paths. Mostly. Why do I say that? Two reasons. His wilderness prayer and his garden of Gethsemane prayer. His wilderness prayer was to launch him into phase three of his ministry. Did I tell you about the four phases of ministry? Before each phase, he had a serious waiting. And after that, he didn't pray. Gethsemane was the next time of prayer to launch him into his last phase and his last important, most important act of all the things he had come to do, Gethsemane. And when he finished in Gethsemane, he just left everybody to decide whatever they would decide. You Pharisees, you always want to kill me, even though you are priests. People tried to change it. They brought Barabbas. I mean, Pontius Pilate knew that there is no way that a priest or a group of priests who are religious, who fast, give tithes, give to the poor, give alms, when they present Barabbas, a murderer, a thief, somebody who is wanted, who has been raping their women, killing people, doing bad arm robbers, whatever and they present him 
and put him by Jesus Christ, the one who has been preaching in the synagogue, and they say, which of these two should die, and which of these two should be released into the community as a good person, or at least just to be released for now. And the people shouted and said, the criminal, the unrobber, the thief, the killer, he is the one we want. We want him in our house. We want him to come back. We've missed him. We've missed him since he's been in prison. We want him to come back. We prefer him to the pastor. We want the thief. We want the arm brother. We prefer him. He's been away for some time. He's our relative. We like him. We don't know why he was arrested. Yes, he killed some people, but it doesn't matter. Everybody kills somebody sometimes. We've missed Barabbas. Let him come back. Yeah. Is it not surprising the way things went? That's what happens when you pray. God will do this so that even when the most impossible thing is about to happen to turn your life into the completely wrong direction, God will somehow make things, even the opposite of everything will happen so that he stabilizes your life in the right direction. Barabbas was the last diversion tried by Pontius Pilate. Then not only that, Pilate's wife. And when a woman starts to press buttons from the house, she called him and said, listen, don't have anything to do with this man. I suffered in the night. It's a terrible dream I had. Don't have anything to do. Now Pilate was about to change his life because his wife had also spoken about the thing. So you could see that he was under pressure. He was never going to release Jesus Christ. Then a thought came to the Pharisees. You are not the friend of Caesar. You are not the friend of Caesar. If you let this man go, you are not the friend of Caesar. We will tell your boss. We will tell your boss. We will tell him what you are doing here. You continue to let this man go. You continue. We are going to inform him. We will send a fax and letters. And as soon as Pilate heard that, he said, Man, I changed my mind. Forget my wife, damn her, foolish woman. She's been having too many dreams. Stupid girl, just get up and you send me messages in the office. Nonsense. They push her aside. And then she just sent a text and he was annoyed. And he said, I'm killing, I'll kill him. I've released Barabbas and I will kill him too. And they gave him, said, beat him. Kill him. A prayer. Jesus never prayed. Lord, speak to speak to Pilate. Mm, just do you have any nothing? Do you have any? They heard me preaching the temple. You know what I've said. But just Pilate said, Eros said, you know I can release you. Just said, you have no power, except it be given to you from Abraham. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> he was coolly moving through the directed path. <laughs> That's, that's how your life just try to find a week try to find some days Legon Gardens we prayed before I came here I went to stand in trees sitting on trees praying for my future because you see that was a moment of, that is where I met Reverend Saki yes I, I don't know the person who God is going to give me to assist me in my life and I, mean, I don't know him but God knows him do you understand? So, and, and our path will never cross because we are from different worlds and different schools. But God has his, his way of organizing 
everything. That's why you pray. So that you walk somewhere that you meet someone. And then the person will even like you or be interested in you. That one is also from God. So when you don't give yourself... You see, one of the preparations that I don't know if we have time to come to is long distance prayer for yourself. Into thy hand I commit my spirit. Shall we pray? You see, when we were younger, we used to have prayer like you. The guy would give a prayer topic. that uh, we, had, we had a lady very tall like me and with a very long finger. Like this. So he used to wave his finger and say, Shall we pray? That's it. We will pray. There's nothing else apart from praying. Abaya. You see the guy. Abaya. Abaya. We had prayer meetings where people give the prayer topic and go to town. The leader, he gives the prayer topic and go to town. Like maybe this morning when I came. I give the prayer to me. I go to town roaming, do everything. I come back and you are here praying. Abaya, Abaya, I come in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> that is commit thy ways to the Lord. Acknowledge the Lord in all thy ways. Commit yourself to Him. Commit your ways to him. And then you leave the rest to him. After that, you don't pray so much about this Lord. Should I do this? You think. And you take decisions based on wisdom and anything that comes. And just flow. Whatever can like. When the guy said, you have no power if it's be, unless it be given to you from above. Jesus, you see, when Jesus said that, he could either make the guy angry or he, he could frighten him. To say that, hey, what power? Do you see? What power is this? And they say, hey, this guy should be very careful. He's a supernatural person. I should be careful. Are you listening to me? Yeah. But whatever he said, and however he said it, it worked out for the will of God and God's will to be done in our lives. And if you go to the Legon Gardens, you see the places that we prayed. That's where all the charismatic churches of Ghana were born. All the leaders of the charismatic churches have prayed in those gardens, including myself. We lived there. We fasted there. We prayed there. That is a key to preparing a foundation for your future. You enter the perfect will of God through that door. You, you, you enter the door into the perfect will through directed paths, mostly. Be honest. You've not been hearing his voice easily, isn't it? Isn't it? Be honest. Anybody want to be honest? You've not been hearing it easily and often. Huh? Dreams and visions you don't have. Even when you have, you don't understand it. And you are not sure of it. Do you see? So come to the director path. But director path, when you are able to open it, you have opened the main lock. And then the other smaller locks, you can manage them. The counseling, the word of God, and others. And then, before you realize, if the door is no, you can force at a point and break the door and then enter into the perfect will of God. What do you think? Is it a good idea? Is it a message? Is it a good message? Then stand to your feet and thank the Lord for a good message. We must wait, wait, 
Wait on the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Learn our lessons well. In His timing, He will tell. What to say? We must wait. We must wait. Wait. Wait on the Lord. We must wait. Wait. Wait on the Lord. Let our lessons well. It Say. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Let us wait. What to do and what to say. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Let our lessons well in His time for your guidance thank you for your blessing whilst you're still standing turn with me to Deuteronomy I'm, I'm telling you about the door to the perfect will how many want the perfect will do you want the perfect will Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter 28 and it shall listen Listen, listen, 
the scriptures are not a substitute for hearing the voice of God the voice of God to your spirit the voice of God to your mind the voice of God to your body the the, the dreams and the visions of God the, the peace of God the scriptures are not a substitute Jesus said ye do err not knowing the scriptures know the power of God you need both the scriptures and the power in order not to go into mistakes you need the direction what we call the direction of the voice of God as well as the scriptural basis and the scriptural background in order to climb into the perfect will of God hallelujah hallelujah in the book of Deuteronomy Moses sat down with the people and he listen to me look at me he gave them many 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 teachings and they wrote notes from chapter 1 to chapter 27 so many notes if you were to write out this chapter 1 to 27 in your handwriting it would be so long and he had given them numbers already and he had given them leviticus and exodus and genesis and now he was adding the whole of deuteronomy so many things to read so many things to read but look at what he says to them in deuteronomy 28 after giving them 27 chapters of notes are you understanding what i'm saying after giving them 27 notes chapters of notes look at what he tells them and it shall come to pass in verse 1 if thou shall hearken diligently unto the what to the voice after giving them the notes he didn't say if thou shall hearken diligently to thy notes to the scriptures that are written to the letter that is written but to the voice i said to the voice i said to the voice i said to the voice i heard the voice of the lord when he said to me go and start a church in london go and start a church in nigeria go and start a church all these things i have tried to hearken diligently to his voice when he told me to bear fruit through books to write books i try to follow because i'm blind i can't see do you understand we can't see we can't know but we have to follow his voice and he says now after giving them so many notes so many scriptures so much to read so much to remember he said but if thou shalt hearken listen diligently to the voice of the lord thy god to observe what is the voice of god going to make you do to observe and to do all his commandments which i command thee this day that the lord thy god will set thee on high above all nations of the earth the lord will set you high when you follow his voice papa hagen said it but even if he didn't say it, it's in the Bible. He said to him, 
the greatest key to I feel that he's listening from heaven right now as I'm talking. Because you sometimes you can listen. Bible says we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. People are watching and listening, looking at what we are doing. They are saying, come on, boy. Come on, man. Come on, man. Hey, man, you make us happy in heaven. Keep on preaching. If you shall, he said, if, if you will listen to the voice of God, it will probably be, he said, it is the, probably the greatest factor to the rise and the elevation in ministry that he knows about is to follow the voice of the lord that's his personal opinion and after being in the ministry for some time i think i can agree that being able to follow the voice of the lord is probably the greatest single factor to going high with god oh yeah and far it's probably the greatest single factor and it all starts with the scriptures because the voice will always guide you you see the voice is not going to say certain straight you think about a father what strange things would a father tell his son or daughter to do sometimes we think that god is so we are so spooky do you understand did i told you theologians said i shouldn't be spooky we are so spooky what do you think as a father what kind of thing do you think I would tell my sons and my daughters in that? I would tell them, go and stand at the someone roundabout and be there till the morning. Did you think I would say something like that? Normally. You see, so sometimes when we say God is directing us, there are usually certain things and it's there. He will guide you to observe and to do his commandment. It's nothing out of the parameters. Huh. It's nothing strange. He will tell you, follow this man. These are things that God says, at least to me. He will tell you, listen to this person. He will tell you, this person receive him as this, not as that. He will tell you, give an offering to this person. He will tell you, be in this church. He will tell you, preach. He will tell you, follow me. He will tell you, work for me. He will tell you, be full time. He will tell you, be a lay person. He will speak to you. What do you strange thing do you think I would tell my children in the house? something so strange go and kill yourself go and cut yourself go to china tomorrow How would i tell my son to go to china tomorrow have you seen have you seen how spooky we have made god to be when he's telling us in our heart things that we know ourselves and he's telling us work for me serve me do this do this do this do this. simple things that are already in the word you think that when you hear the voice of god you will hear a supernatural go and hide under this mango tree tomorrow at four o'clock exactly and stay there for 10 minutes after that go and find an orange tree and pluck seven oranges after that go and kill a chicken with... no you are too spooky and expecting something spooky and if you expect too much spookiness you will get a spooky experience don't try to make god spookier than he is you know that sometimes when the thing is very simple we want it complicated when Naaman the syrian went huh and he said i've come so that you heal me and the guy said go and bath bath but i've been bathing he said, go and bath in the river jordan seven times 
When you bath, you come out dry yourself, everything. Then you go inside again, bath, come out, wash, dry, wear your clothes, and take off again, go inside, bath seven times, like that. Three, four, five, six, seven. When you start at nine, by ten you should have finished. Nonsense. I thought he would come out, raise his hand, strike the plate, speak certain words, pour and all. Something spooky! I thought I had something spooky! That's how people are when they come to doctors. They want a spooky something. If you tell them the simple thing, they don't like it. And so doctors have learned. Give injections. Give them a lot of lab tests. Give them medicine that they don't need. And they use it. And that's why many doctors have a little lab. And they also have a little pharmacy or a little, what do you call it, there. Because it all helps. So my, my consultation is only 5,000. But you, see, you have to do this test. One, two, three, four, five. And then you have to do this. Take by this medicine. Multiply it for this. this and then multiply. They'll, they'll give it a name. and say 45 antioxidants and something, something, something. Then you feel, that, oh man, I'm really being healed. It's a, it's a very, very good doctor. Spooky doctor. But when you tell them it's nothing, just take iron or take this or do this, you don't feel like you've been to a doctor. He has to examine your leg. He has to examine here, do this, press somewhere. Say, ah, I feel, I feel healed. I feel. One day I had a tall, big, giant guy came to the clinic at Suhum. And uh, he said, when we saw him examining whatever, I said, okay, this is it. he just needs to go. There's nothing wrong. He just needs whatever. He said, no. He wants an injection. <laughs> and I said, I was with my friend Stanley. I said, we told the guy, you don't need an injection. And the guy said, no way. He wants an injection. So in the end, the guy, and we had about 70 patients. People were waiting outside. The guy said he wants an injection by all means. Then in the end, we said, look, you have to go now. The guy got up and removed his trousers naked like a banana and stood there in the, in the ward. I'm not going. I want my injection. So I discussed with Stanley. I said, listen, we have to give this guy an injection. So we got a very big injection filled it with water. And then we gave the guy, boom! And the guy said, thank you. Then he pulled up his trousers. Thank you, doctor. Bye-bye. You see you. You had a spooky treatment. Because when they told you a simple thing, you didn't accept it. He wanted a mysterious. So we also gave him the injection. Boom! Then he lifted up his trousers. He stood there. He pulled out. He started lifting up his shirt and was standing there naked. Like, oh, what is this man doing now? <laughs> you see, many of us, when it's time for us to hear from God, that is what we are thinking. There will be something violently different from what I know. Something painful. Something very sacrificial. Something unusual. Something wild. Something that will make me unhappy. Because of that, when the Lord spoke to me and told me, as I believe he did, 
to marry my wife. I couldn't believe it. I said, it's not possible to tell me to do something that I feel like doing. <laughs> that is not from God. Once it is nice, it's part there. It's not from God. But God is very, he makes people unhappy. He makes us sad. He gives us punishment. God is wicked. He said, hey, I should marry. Look at a voluptuous sister. Standing there, I should marry her. Hey! I couldn't believe it. Jesus, speak well. I know that you will tell me to be a eunuch for the rest of my life. You hear a bishop and the Lord will say, My son, my son, I have castrated thee in the spirit. I have made thee a eunuch of the spirit realm of the order of Jezebel's eunuchs. Therefore, you shall bath queens in the spirit. Every queen that you meet in the realm of the spirit, you shall deal with her. Because the eunuchs were bathing the queens. Because they were powerless. So they bathed queens. <laughs> because they don't have any desire. <laughs> Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Oh, you don't understand the message. Yeah. They were castrated and they were just becoming big. Very big. But no interest, no desire, no feelings. And they bathed the queens. Look after them and everything. My son, my son, you shall bath the queen. Ah, look at that. Meanwhile, you are suffering every day. So don't expect something strange from God. Amen. You will hear his voice and his voice will guide you to observe, to do his commandments which he has commanded you this day. That is what his voice does. In other words, what are the topics that the voice of God guides you to there are the topics he guides you to the commandments that he has already spoken to you about he will guide you about them maybe he has spoken to you this is what you should do now he gives you some specific do it tomorrow or do it now you understand yeah the voice of the lord thy god is it not wonderful is it not stupendously, marvelously, super, and graceful? How many are going to enter the door of the perfect will? Hmm? Amen. If you ask me to sit down and tell you all the things that God has spoken to me, all of them concern the commandments of the Lord. There's nothing spooky. When T.L. Osborne spoke to me and said, now you take South America, the day before, all I was praying about was South America because I suddenly felt in me coming up South America. So I started to pray. I went to walk outside the hotel. I went to walk 
in that little harbor. I went to walk among the ships and I was free only for South America. Lord, whatever you want to do, South America. So the next day, when the person came to me and tell me, you take South America. Begin to see different doors. And I'm going to be sending some missionaries there. Yeah. To suffer. <laughs> and to sacrifice, isn't it? And to prepare for heaven, isn't it? Huh. Yeah, to come out of idleness. What do you think? Is it a good message? I said it's a good message. You are entering, I see a big door, and I see some a small boy entering that big door of the perpetual. Have you seen a castle door before? Big door like a castle door. And the, the door is opening. And you are just going through. And nobody like you. You are walking through that door. Into the perfect will of God. I see you there in Jesus name. I said I see you there in Jesus name. You are coming out of acceptable bad and acceptable good. Into the perfect. Acceptable things shall no more be acceptable for you. You shall only desire the perfect will of God. Amen. Amen. I said acceptable things shall no more be acceptable to you. You shall desire the perfect. Is it wonderful? Are you glad? This is a word of the Lord to somebody here. You will no more be happy with acceptable things. And permissible things. But you have taken on the campaign to pass through that door that takes you into the perfect will of God. You are tired of being a soul and tired of approving of soul and things that God just allows but not what he wants but he's just accepting and accommodating your things that he doesn't really like. Do you want to go on and your heavenly father doesn't really like what you are doing? He's not very happy with it. He's just accommodating you. Just putting up with you. No. A new era is born today. A new day is born. A new, a new day. A new, a new chapter. A chapter of the perfect. A chapter of the perfect will of God. A chapter of what God has designed for your life. Acceptable and allowable things are not going to carry on in your life what are the things that are acceptable that you have accepted that you know that the lord is just accepting just allowing he's just accommodating how long will it be before saul will turn into a killer of pastors and a worshiper of witches and a, a somebody who sleeps with witches how long will it be when you are holding the bad acceptable and good acceptable things very soon it will turn sour it's time to go is it not amazing that the perfect will of God which was David was a young man Yes, a young man. Not an old man. A young man. A young person. How many young people here are in 
and following me into the perfect will of God. Huh? Are you coming into the perfect will of God? Come quickly. Your time is short. And you too, come quickly. Your time is short. Amen. For you don't know. I, I had two friends. I visited both of them when they were alive. One is a man called Simpson. Another one is a man called Uncle James. I got to know them because they were friends or related. Both of them are dead. As I thought this afternoon, and I realized that now they have, there are people I knew, I talked, I held, I, I was friends with. But as I look back, I realized that what was said about the rich man and Lazarus is now being said of them that thou in thy lifetime is over. The lifetime of the person is over. It's, it's now a historical thing of your lifetime, a, a particular period that you are allowed to live. It's over. Whether you did good, you did bad, what you did, acceptable, this, that, whatever. There is something about the acceptable will of God which twists and turns into the ugliness of your own way. There is a way that seemeth right. And you see, like with the prodigal son, God will seem to allow, and you will seem to be doing well for a while. Till you meet with the pigs. And you now realize that you are at the lowest place. It twists and it turns very quickly. I said it twists and turns quickly into something else. By his will. Get into his will. Young man, listen. Let me tell you something. Not only must you enter his perfect will, but you must enter his perfect will before you cannot enter his perfect will again. <laughs> you didn't get it. Not only must you enter his perfect will, but you must enter it before you cannot enter it again. Because there cometh a time when you cannot, even if you want to, enter the perfect will of God. Even if you really want to, you cannot enter it. Because it's not possible to enter the perfect will anymore for your life. Amen. <laughs> oh, what a door. A door that swings. There comes a time when you cannot. Think about me. It's now time. I'm now a specialist, whatever, in America. And I'm not going to start my ministry. You get it? I'm not going to start to serve the Lord. So now I've arrived in Ghana. I arrived on British Airways three weeks ago. And I'm now setting up at my house that I bought at Trasaco Valley. And whatever. I'm now coming to start my ministry in Ghana. You think I can enter the perfect will of God? Huh? I have to start a church. Where will I start the church? Huh? All my children who I would have brought forth in the ministry, they have all been aborted 
You see, they, are, they have grown up. They've grown up and they've passed away. Some are unbelievers, some have died, gone to hell. All my family, my offspring, they are all aside. E Lord. And it's not so late. I'm just, uh, uh, how old am I? I'm not very old. Do I look old? Enter the door of his perfect will before you cannot enter it again. I was sitting with a brother. His wife has sacked him. And I looked. I said, now, if he divorces, he's going to be a divorcee pastor. You see, and we have to, a lot of things, massaging so many things. and It's now complex. Enter the door of his will before you cannot enter it again. Enter the door of his will before you cannot enter anymore. Enter the door of his will before you cannot enter it ever anymore. Enter the door of his will before it's not possible to enter that door anymore. Enter the door, enter the door before you cannot. Remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. What are you doing with thy good things that the Lord is giving to thee? Thy good things. Remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. Thy good things. I said thy good things. I, what are you doing with thy good things? Huh? Are you receiving something good now? And he will say, remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things. Sit down. We have entered the door of his perfect will. All these blessings shall come on thee when you follow the voice of God and overtake thee when you hearken to the voice of the Lord. Blessed shall thou be in the city and blessed shall thou be in... This is what we use to bless the couples when they are getting married. You understand? But it's actually not a blessing of marriage but a blessing of those who follow the voice of God. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground. And the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Receive the blessings of Jehovah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen.